Live with CDP Sports Talk, a weekly sports and entertainment podcast sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet. Live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And on audio via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Radio Public, and TuneIn. Now, here's your host, Chris Palmey. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 4 of Live with CDP Sports Talk, sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet Dealership at 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall. Check out barrycullen.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles or give them a call at 519-824-0210 or you can email them at info at barrycullen.com. Live with CDP Sports Talk is on weeknights from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern on radio station WQEE 99.1 FM in Metro Atlanta, the home of Southern Talk and Sports. Good afternoon, everybody, on this Saturday, November 18th, 2023. Where is November going? And uh, I'm looking forward to my guests today. They're, it's their first time on my show. Uh, one of them is a friend of mine, uh, Lisa McDonald, who I've known since the days of the Gulf Nighthawks. And also I have another guest on, Jeff Morrison, who is a prostate cancer survivor. And both of them are involved with Movember in Kitchener-Waterloo. And November is uh, Movember. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and, and about prostate cancer and the signs of it and the importance of getting checked for it as well. And I'm going to bring both of my guests on right now. Good afternoon, Jeff and Lisa. How are you doing? Great, Chris. Thanks for having us on today. I'm all set here. Got some Movember swag happening, and we want to talk all about Movember today. How are you doing, Jeff? Excellent, Chris. Great to be here, and uh, thanks for having us on to share our stories. No problem. I was just reading up on Mo uh, Movember, and I guess it was started up 20 years ago in Australia, 2003, by four gentlemen. Yeah, it was uh, sort of a prank to celebrate the mustache and they realized with the popularity of it all that they could really make something viral happen for men's health. And that's how uh, it all got started. We've had Movember here in Kitchener-Waterloo for 14 years. We've had a Movember committee, but it's been going on much before that. There was always Movember Canada. There was a lot of university. Uh, they were called uh, big Mo's on campus that were taking part in Movember, but our committee here in Kitchener-Waterloo uh, has been around for 14 years now. Before we get into some questions, Lisa and Jeff, do you have some current events going on, fundraisers going on for Movember right now in the Kitchener-Waterloo area you'd like to promote on here? Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've, we've already had a couple events that have already happened, which has been great. Um, our next event that we have going on was actually the end of November. Um, it's our it's our Movember mustache removal party and is sponsored by Wellington Brewery. And we have uh, some raffles to give away. Uh, Wellington Brewery actually creates our own Movember beer for the month and uh, selling that uh, goes off and they donate back 50 cents a pint or a can for us to our uh, to our campaign. 
We have live music, a professional barber coming in. So if anybody is looking to get their mustache shaved off on the last day of the month, uh, come on out. It's between five and eight o'clock at night at Wellington Brewery in Guelph. Yeah, and Absolutely. we've had a lot Go going on in Kitchener too. Um, we had a Movember table at the community corner at the Kitchener Rangers game. We do that annually with the Kitchener Rangers. Um, earlier in the year, actually, we had one at the KW Titans game as well. And uh, Jeff was part of the whole show that night. Um, and then we recently had our Movember Magic show. That was the first time we had done a full event. We did a mini one last year. But uh, we had raised over $2,000 at the show at the Apollo Cinema. Uh, and then next weekend, so a week from today, I'll be at the court at Laurelwood and we'll be having our Movember Kids event, which is a great family-friendly event. It's a free event. We'll have the mascot from the KW Titans. We'll have a uh, princess from Storybook Events. There'll be lots of activities. Um, early on centers will have activities. We'll have other organizations in the community that we partner with there to help just bring families together and celebrate being healthy. Absolutely. And we were talking this just a couple of minutes before we went live, Jeff. What, what the goal for November in Kitchener Waterloo it was uh, $10,000 and you guys have cr uh, correctly raised 12,000 so far. Yeah. So we, our campaign itself, uh, we're, we're comprised of about eight people that uh, start raising money each November. Uh, and we have a, a goal for ourselves every year is a $10,000 goal. We have surpassed that every year, which has been great. Uh, so here we are mid-November and uh, we are just about $12,000 in. Our top uh, money raised uh, was last year, I believe, and it was 16,000. So we're hoping to kind of crack that and you know make a new record this year. So we're looking forward to it with a couple events left. Uh, as I said before, Wellington Brewery donates back uh, the profits from the beer sales as well. Um, and then we have a few little auctions and raffles that we're also doing. And uh, hopefully that's going to get us up to that $15,000, $16,000 mark again. For sure. And Jeff also puts on a great golf tournament in the summer. I've been helping him promote it for a couple of years, but this year is the first time I was able to attend. And there was a great afternoon, a lot of people talking about Movember, having those discussions, um, learning about different aspects of Movember, whether it is uh, about prostate cancer, mental health, suicide awareness, uh, ways to prevent uh, those things, and just being active in your community and getting yourself active as well. So, uh, you yeah. just mentioned golf. I have not golfed since 1984, so <laughs> it's been 30 years, so maybe I should uh, try it one more time. And the best part of that, Chris, is our, our tournament is, isn't for professionals. It's just to come out and have some fun, raise awareness, and, and talk the talk. We actually had Rick Vive from uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, he came out this year as our sponsor uh, golfer, uh, gave a great talk on mental health and awareness for us, and it, it's been fantastic. So we had a lot of people come out just to listen to Rick as well. Where is your golf turn? Do you know? Do you have a date and time set and a location yet for your golf for 2024? We haven't booked it officially for 2024. It's uh, on average, it's probably the second or third week of August each year is where we usually uh, pin it. We're trying to move it around to different golf courses every couple of years. Uh, the last two years, we've had it at Aris Golf Club. Um, we could be going back there to finish a third year there or look for a different location as well just kind of spreading it around so the community is a little bit more diverse that way. 
what's the best uh, website for people to check up on this? Uh, actually, I, I try and keep it updated as much as I can, but uh, you can go to Lisa's website as well for the KW Movember site. Uh, um, I actually have my own site. It's called uh, jmo.ca. It's j-mo.ca. I put in there my story about Movember. Uh, I usually list my events when, when they're coming up, pictures from the events themselves. Uh, I list all of our sponsors there who have helped donate, uh, whether it's their time or prizes or, or financially towards any of our events up there as well. And uh, things like this, any, anytime we're in the media, I try and post our media connections in there as well. Okay. Lisa, would you like to give uh, some of the sponsors a shout out on here as well? Well, for sure. We have great community partners uh, with Movember here locally. Um, like I said, I like to partner with anyone who raises funds. So that's how I got to know Jeff. And um, we're always promoting all of the things going on on at Movember KW on Instagram, but also on my blog, stuff to do with your kids in KW. You'll always find that as well. Um, but we've also partner with Hope Spring, we just got a, a partnership with them through being at the Rangers event. The Rangers have always been great partners. KW Titans have been great partners to us as well. Uh, we're going to have Canadian Blood Services at the upcoming event. Um, any A lot of healthy lifestyle as well. So early on centers about keeping people connected because... Again, being out in the community is great for everyone. Uh, keep those connections. It helps your mental health. And uh, we always have some a lot of fun people that are coming as well. We're going to have uh, JP Sunga, who is uh, many of you know in locally. He is a recording artist. He actually sang the national anthem at the recent uh, season of the Titans game. But he uh, is often played on CBC Radio. He'll be there. We'll be having a meet and greet with him as well. And uh, Lisa, are you okay sharing your website uh, for people sure. to check out your site? Yeah, find us on Instagram at Movember KW, and then my my blog is stuff to do with your kids in KW Okay. Uh, we're going to get into some questions. Uh, Jeff, um, can you tell our audience a little, little bit about yourself and your story with prostate cancer? Absolutely. I'll, I'll give you the Coles Notes version. I, I think I've told this story many times and it, uh, it gets long, it gets short. So I'll, I'll give you the Coles Notes piece. Um, my father uh, was diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer in 2013. That's uh, about the same year, if not a year after, we started just doing our mustaches and raising money from November anyway. Just uh, a group of our friends just decided to raise a few dollars and, and have some fun with it. Once my father was diagnosed in 2013, I didn't know much about prostate cancer, even though we we're raising money for it. So I did a little research, looking into it, see how we could support him going through what he was going through. Um, found out that hey, there is a 58% chance that if it's in your family, uh, in the men, and then uh, you could get it as well. So I was 45 at the time, thought I'm gonna go get checked. It's just a PSA blood check uh, that you can go get done at your doctors. Went into my doctors and just said, hey, uh, my father is just diagnosed with prostate cancer. I know it's hev heavily uh, um, a percentage that it could stay in your family. So I thought I just wanted to get checked out. And I was told a flat no, I was too young um, we will just wait and see what happens. And when you turn 50, then maybe we'll check your PSA out. I just was unable to accept that, that answer. I just wanted to know for my own sake, my own health, that uh, things were okay. 
So I actually invested in my own health and uh, went to um, MedCan in Toronto, which they do uh, um, health assessments for, for everyone, for companies. And I, I got this through my company at the time that I paid for. It's approximately $1,800, I think, to get a full health assessment done, which the prostate cancer check was part of that. Ended up, um, got diagnosed with prostate cancer myself. That was actually a bit more advanced than my father's was. So when that happened to me, of course, then I, I checked into it more, went back to my doctor and, and decided to, you know, let's take this on and, and get rid of this. My father was too old to go through the surgery himself. So he was just being treated for his uh, prostate cancer uh, at 45. And my doctor said, yeah, it is a bit of an anomaly that uh, you were diagnosed this early. However, it happens. Let's just deal with this. So he gave me the option to come in for surgery to have it removed in uh, September or December were the only two options that year. I was diagnosed on my birthday in April, by the way. It was a weird birthday present for myself. So I thought, I just want to get this over with. Let's just pick September. Um, I didn't want to go through Christmas trying to recover from a surgery. Uh, so I went in in September. I had successful surgery, had it removed, um, went through all the complications of the highs and lows of, of dealing with a, a surgery that, that severe. Um, went in afterwards to my doctor after the, we uh, decided to let's just chat about what happened there. He took the prostate out, had it checked again, and the prostate was actually, uh, or sorry, the cancer was actually coming through the prostate. So he mentioned to me, and knock on wood, it was a, it was great news at the time that he said, if we would have waited till December, um, it was already through and it would have spread around your body. So we caught it early, um, we caught it in time, we got it out. Uh, unfortunately for me, it's I still have a PSA number that exists, very low, very small, but it should be a zero. So I'm kind of forever connected to my doctor now that I go every six months and do a PSA check um, just to make sure the numbers aren't growing severely. And if they do get higher again, uh, it's just as simple as doing a PET scan and uh, they, they go in for the same treatments that my father's doing if it gets to that point. It's been since 2015, the numbers are still there. However, it hasn't grown that, that uh, drastically that I'm gonna have to worry about that piece. So when that all happened and went down, I went back to my doctor in Toronto and said, I want to do more about, you know, letting other people know about what this is and how it can be supported um, because I didn't have any, any background with it and, and any support in my corner as far as knowing what to do and, and who to go to. So he suggested, hey, reach out to Movember. I reached out to Movember and said, I want to be involved. And uh, we booked a meeting to come down to them and talk about how I could be involved in, in some campaigns going forward. And I actually had to cancel my meeting that day because a friend of mine uh, took his life that same weekend. And uh, so when I called and said, I, I can't come down, I had a, an emergency um, friend uh, took his life and, and I'm going in to see his family. And that's when I realized Movember is so much more than just prostate cancer and testicular cancer. It's also mental health and suicide prevention. So the Movember team came to me, went and met his family. We got involved. We did our first national campaign, which was on Parliament Hill, um, representing all the men who have died uh, to a suicide. And um, it was great. I met the founder or one of the founders, I should say, of, of this whole um, uh, a dynamic in November itself. And we went through a, a big campaign that we launched. You can actually find a video in the launching on November's website. Uh, and from then on in, I just said, look, this is what I want to do. I want to get out there and talk a bit more about it because 
the one thing my doctor said, this all starts by a conversation. No one's willing to have those conversations unless someone speaks up. So I'm the guy that speaks up. I'm the one who tells my story. I'm not embarrassed about it. There are some personal things in there that uh, men don't want to talk about. But I feel if I could tell them a little bit of my story, whether it's embarrassing or not, and they go get checked and save themselves, you know, well done for me. Um, since I've been diagnosed, I think I don't know any of my friends who haven't got checked at this point. Um, and again, knock on wood, no one has been diagnosed with prostate cancer, which is great. But the mental health factor, as as uh, we've been talking about, is is a big thing. And uh, I went through a lot of ups and downs, as I said, after my after my surgery. Um, the recovery was hard for me. Uh, I just had some difficulties at the time, and um, it, it it was hard. And knowing you, you had someone to talk to, someone to reach out to, was there, and that was the key for me. And, and knowing that Movember had all these resources and and opportunities to chat with people. And so then that's when I started saying, you know what, I, I got this and I'm going to help other people do the same thing. So as I said before, we have raised just over $100,000 to this point since I started raising the funds. Um, we have our annual golf tournament every year to help raise the funds and, and, and the awareness. Uh, we started a cornhole tournament in Guelph, which was very successful as well. Uh, Wellington Brewery has been my number one sponsor uh, from day one. Uh, and just kind of a side note there it was kind of a coincidence when i went in and talked about it because the brewmaster there at the time uh, his father was going through some cancer diagnosis so that's when we kind of connected and had that one thing in common that we could chat about and uh, we've gone from there and it's been successful over the last few years uh having them in my corner they create this beer every year they push it out there 50 cents goes back to the charity every single can that they sell and um it's been great there. They have a delivery system that anybody who you don't have to live locally to get it. You can actually have it delivered to yourself, um, which is a great fundraising thing to have that way. So overall, like I said, uh, Chris, I just wanted to say that it's difficult to go through, but with the resources Movember hands you and the people that are around that you make those connections with who are willing to sit and listen and have those conversations, that's what got me through it. And I'm glad it was in my corner. And I'll continue for the remainder of my life to promote uh, what Movember can do and, and has done for people around the world. Thank you for sharing this, Jeff. I wanted to ask you this as well. I was told by my doctor for many years, you don't get checked until you're 50. And I was checked last year when I turned 50. And thankfully, I was a negative. But it's not just an age. How? I guess it's not an age of being checked. Um when should you go into your doctor at any age? And uh, what are some signs that you possibly might have an issue with prostate cancer? With the prostate cancer, it's a little tricky. So um, when you should go in, uh, Movember has actually changed the age recommended to get checked to 45. Not because of me, which I, I'm, I think I contributed towards that, or I like to think I did, but it's great. But you can get it at a lower age than 50. So again with a with a blood check so it's just basically taking a vial of blood similar to you go in and, and get other things checked for yourself and they send that away and if your psa comes back at a high level then you go to that next step and you do a manual uh, check and then you go to a biopsy so it progresses that way if you have the numbers that are high as far as understanding when you should go in obviously if you have someone in your family that has it that's a good sign right there that you should go get checked just for your own uh, your own health and sanity that way. 
if you're not sure where you should go in, it's not in your family, but you're just, you know, you're, you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable that way. Um, men go to the bathroom at night during the day, everything else. But if you're frequently going more often than the average person, that's one of the signs right there. Uh, it could be an enlarged prostate. It could be the prostate cancer. There's many different things that you can get out of that, but that's probably the number one sign uh, that I would recommend going to get checked is just the number of times you, you go to the washroom um, is a key factor to that. Um, otherwise, I mean, there is no other um, signs, I guess you could say, of prostate cancer happening. Um, it's not like you feel uncomfortable or you feel pain. There's no pain with it. It's just happening in your body and things are happening and, and adjusting things. And like I said, it, it, it does affect the way you, you use the washroom. Post-surgery, same thing though. It's once you remove the prostate, it affects a lot of other things in your body. And so I continue to have some after effects of my surgery and after effects of having it removed. If I could say one thing, they're all, as much as they're annoying or uncomfortable uh, to have to go through on a regular basis, it's a great sign that I don't have cancer anymore. So, it you know you you take one thing and, and you add another thing, but I'm looking at the fact of now I can live the rest of my life now cancer free, and I don't have to worry about okay I go to the bathroom a few more times than the average person, but you know I shrug my shoulders and say it was worth it was worth the effort. So we'll go from there. Lisa had thoughts. Yeah, so a lot of people, um, like, again, thank you, Jeff, for always being so open with your story. Um, Jeff is a great representative of someone who has been through a lot of the different aspects of what Movember supports. Um, and just being open with your story makes such a difference. Um, so many people can connect with it, uh, whether it is on the, the cancer side or the mental health side of it all. Um, I got involved with Movember years ago because uh, everyone thinks it's a little strange that a woman is the co-chair for Movember in Kitchener, but I have lots of men in my life. Everyone has, you know, whether it's your brother, your dad, your uncle, co-workers, neighbors, um, it's to encourage them to go and get checked. As women, we are pretty proactive with our health for the most part. We tend to be the ones that see something different. We're the ones that are, are advocating for our health with our doctors and usually trying to push a little bit harder. So if we can get men out there like Jeff, who pushed for his um, doctor that did not want to do the test, but then he took his own health uh, in his own hands and advocated for himself. If more people would do that, um, it would make such a difference. And that's why I'm here to help raise awareness um, get people active in their communities to help with their mental health, active in general for their bodies and help people just become more connected with their community, their body, their health and raise funds for such a good cause. If I could just add to that too, Lisa, is um, one of the things that Movember does well in is not just supporting the men going through these things, but having the resources to support those who are caring for those people that are going through it. So as Lisa's got tons of resources herself, my wife was given resources to who, to, who can she go talk to? Can she, she's actually going through the same thing I'm going through, just on a different level. So she wants to support me and be there in my corner and they give her resources to help that as well. So when you talk about Movember and what they're doing for men and men's health, 
again, what Lisa said is it goes beyond that. It's supporting the women in your life and, and the other people in your life who aren't going through it, but are there to support it. Without my friends and family having those resources to go through, it would have been twice, three times as tough for me to get through that. So I, I, I give my, I take my hat off. I give kudos to Movember for not just thinking about the people going through it, but the people supporting those who are going through it as well. Jeff, you just answered my next question. And that's the one thing I've learned about doing radio podcast. Sometimes you can ask a guest a question and they can give you the answers to five or six or seven. But I guess what you answered here was how important was it to have a strong support system at home with uh, family and friends? And what if there's somebody out here watching or listening today that doesn't have a very um, strong support system? What would you tell them? I would say go to the website, Movember's website. They have so many resources there and connections that you can make. Um, they have so many different promotional areas that uh, one is called ALEC, A-L-E-C. Um, Lisa, you, you'll have to just jump in here if you remember what that stands for, because off the top of my head, I, I I don't remember. know the acronym, but I know what it's for. It's right. a conversation starter. That's for sure. Right. So conversation starter, which is great. So you could go, whether you're the person going through it or the person who might want to help support somebody, it helps you start those conversations. It is an awkward time to talk about it. It is an awkward conversation to have. So these give you, it gives you tips and tricks and, and everything else to start those conversations and how to support people going through it. So again, attend a Movember event, go to Movember's website and just ask the questions. That's all you can do. You don't have to tell anybody what you're going through or if you're going through something, ask the questions, you'll get the answers right from that. Thoughts, Lisa? Yeah, I like I said, the, we try to put on a lot of community events. Fostering a sense of community really helps people with their mental health. Um, and then having uh, people to go to, to ask questions, to get involved, maybe, you don't have a big circle of friends. Maybe you're new to a community. Volunteer. You can volunteer with our Movember committee if you like. But anything that you're passionate about, that's a great way to meet new people, whether it's interests that you have or something you want to learn about. Sign up as a volunteer. Um, and then you'll meet new people with common interests or people that may be more knowledgeable than you that you can banter back and forth with, learn about, and create those relationships. And feeling connected is so important to your mental health and being part of a community. It makes such a difference. And hopefully we'll start seeing the numbers change when it comes to things like uh, suicide and the, the, the stats are like they're beyond the, and we really need to, to turn the tide on that and just being part of a community, whether it's attending event, being involved in event, um, just, even connecting with someone through, you know, posts online help you with that sense of connection is great for your mental health and keeping, you know, your relationships outside of uh, maybe your workplace or your family. Building those new relationships and connections are great for you. Absolutely. And for those who are watching and listening um what where's the best place they could who could they contact and the website if they're interested in volunteering for movember uh you can just dm me at movember kw uh, that's the instagram account that i monitor so i check it every pretty much every day um if it's something immediate um my instagram is at those two girls and i always have that on <laughs> 
for sure. Um, but Jeff knows that like, just send me a DM on Facebook. I can be found at Lisa McDonald one, two, two. It may not be immediate, but definitely within 24 hours, I'll hear from you. You'll hear from me. And then just, uh, if you have further questions about whether it's mental health, suicide awareness, prostate cancer, testicular cancer, head to Movember's website. There are yeah. so many resources, like Jeff said. Uh, I find if you scroll to the bottom of the page, actually, it takes a bit of scrolling, but you can see all the things that you have access to. Just You do not have to be involved in Movember in any way. You can just go on those that website and get those resources. Thoughts, Jeff? Absolutely. As Lisa said too, how I got involved is I reached out because I had a connection, but the Movember website has areas there where you can say, click to volunteer, click to get involved. Um, they get back to you right away. So I've done that even, even though I have connections there, when I do my Movember campaign every year, there's little pop-ups that come up when I go to the Movember site saying, Hey, got, we have, we have some uh, new activity coming up or some new event. Do you want to be involved? Do you want to help, you know, sponsor or, or volunteer and it it's uh you put in yes and I, I would like to help out and within 24 hours i'm getting you know responses back because they are in need of of those volunteers they're in need of those people to help out and they appreciate every you know every little bit of uh, help they can get that way uh so having those or or any movember website uh, anybody anybody's movember campaign you want to get involved you want to help out simply grow the mustache you don't need a you know, you don't need to have the fantastic mustache going. Everybody looks silly in it. Everybody does it. And everyone looks forward to shaving it off at the end. So it's just the cycle of, of Movember and it's it's what we do. And it's it's how we kind of get people talking. People yeah, are pointing it, when you walk in the street and I'm glad they do. They're not pointing and laughing at me. They're pointing and laughing at the mustache. Yeah, for sure. Even as women, our first year of Movember, we really did it about awareness and we would have face painted mustaches on ourselves. And, you know, we'd be on our way to events. So, but you know, like you run into Shoppers Drug Mart or something to grab some stuff for the event and people would be asking, what's this about? Because it's past Halloween, right? So, and just starting the conversations that way, I usually try to wear something from Movember uh, when I am at events or out. And then those are great conversation starters as well. Um, people often challenge one another, whether it's a Movember individual or sometimes there's teams, but there's lots of great things. Like I mentioned earlier, the universities do big most on campus. I know there's um, a financial banking challenge. There's usually one with emergency services that the different um, like the ambulances, firefighters, police services all challenge each other for, to raise the most money for Movember. So um, while it is a fund awareness campaign, it is also a fundraising campaign, uh, which used to be just the month of Movember, but in the past years now, it is a year long campaign. So you can raise funds all year for Movember. Like I mentioned that uh, Jeff does a golf tournament in the middle of August, right? So um, normally at the beginning of November, you would almost have to hoard up that money and <laughs> donate it in Mo November. But now uh, we're really lucky that we have access to have donations come in all year round. It's truly an international uh, charity around the world. 
For sure, for sure. It started in Australia. Um, they're all they were always big. We were used to Canada used to be the second uh, biggest country for Movember for fundraising, but then the U.S. caught on, and because of the population, they obviously can can have more people involved and raise more funds. But it was actually a, a really good uh, rah rah point for Canada for many years that we after Australia we raised the most funds for Movember. Lisa, I wanted to ask you this. Have you done the golfing yet? I am not a golfer, I, 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 but but I was there at the hole uh, for the one for um, the hole in one. And it, no. someone came very close this year to getting it in uh, within, you know, four or five feet, I think it was. Um, and I, I really just like being there, talking to the people, uh, sold 50-50 tickets as people were were or raffle tickets as people were coming in uh registering them meeting all the people and then reconnecting with people that i've i've met through like past campaigns as well and for me just being part of these events helps me also know what people are looking for when i'm talking to them as well I know that I had some conversations that were some deep conversations that day, golfing, people were golfing that I could help connect uh, Shane from November KW and, and Jeff afterwards that had I not been at that hole, uh, we might not have had that, that someone to open up to because it was actually um, someone who was golfing that was experiencing going through it right then and it was one of the persons from the foursome that came up to me and informed me so um yeah. you know you just never know that's why i like to be as as many events as i can to to provide that support and, and the good part about about that too lisa and, and chris is uh the people who were at that event that's how you make those connections and collaborations and the one person, and I'm not going to name any names at this point, but one person who was there was going through their own experience and just had surgery. And so we've started chatting and that gentleman happens to be in the band uh, that was playing at the Idlewise. So we connected and decided to uh, partner for an event. So they actually provided us with uh, the $1,700 that we made from that event uh, through the sales of the tickets for that night. So now that person is now involved in our campaign and then moving forward that person is going to make connections with other people and that's just kind of how it works and the november uh relationships just kind of spread and spread and spread the more you have those conversations and talk if we never had that golf tournament and that person never came and decided to participate they probably wouldn't have been involved as much and and now hopefully that's going to continue on and they'll be the voice of november moving forward as well one question I wanted to ask you, what if there's someone out there that's not very good at golfing, but loves bowling? Have you guys thought about doing a bowling event in the future as well? We're, we're open to any and all events. Uh, I never thought I'd have a cornhole event. Um, when, when COVID hit us and golf was kind of closed down, although, you know, uh, cornhole is, is inside, but it was more spread out. So we reached out to the uh, the Guelph Cornhole League. Uh, they've been very open uh, to helping us out. We've had, uh, this year was supposed to be our third tournament as well. We've raised just as much money at the cornhole tournaments than we have at the golf tournaments as well. So it, it became very popular. Again, a bowling tournament, who knows? Maybe next year we might have to put something together for that, Chris, and you can come out and help us out. Yeah. Absolutely. We're very out of the box thinkers when it comes to Movember events. Um, when I started my the Movember Kids event, uh, my co-chair and I started it years ago. Movember was basically just uh, reaching out to 
men university age and above. And because we were starting with kids when they were young, whether it was a face painted mustache or a sticker, but the families were coming out. Um, so then we were talking to the dads that were there were about Movember. But guess what? Those kids now are teenagers and they've known about Movember for years from coming out about to our event. So they know to be advocates for their health. They know they should stay active and healthy. They know that they can have those conversations. Um, with people in their family or at their school with the counselors, different things. So um, just being out of the box thinkers, it's something that it really helps keep the campaign going and fun events too. That's the whole thing. We don't want to have very serious events. Like there are times and places for that where there's seminars and speaking events and that type of thing. But we want to have fun events, whether it's golfing, whether it's like you said, possibly bowling, cornhole. I had a magic show for November, right? So um, being at the Kitchener Rangers games, like being involved with, you know, have your sports team, whether it's your um, hockey team or maybe even your kids team, a dance team, anything, anything that you can think of to help raise funds and awareness for November, please let us know. And that's key right there too, Lisa, is the biggest part about that, Chris, is we're there to raise funds for, for, you know, for the research and everything going in there. But the number one thing I tell people is why I'm there is to raise awareness. We could raise $10 at an event and it doesn't matter as long as all the people there start talking about it and then go home and talk about it. After every event that I do, I challenge everybody at my events to say, look, I had one conversation and it led to 100 people coming up to golf. If each of those people went home and had one conversation, just think of where, you know, where we could get after that point. Absolutely. And I wanted to ask you both before we wrap this up in a few minutes is how important has social media been to Movember and uh, how how supportive have the communities been with uh, their support and also the local companies like you mentioned before? Lisa, I'll let you take that. Yeah, social media is something that's pretty much runs in my blood. I was an early adopter of Facebook when it started. Um, it's helped me through my jobs throughout the years. And I use it as quite a active tool about what's going on in November, where to find the events, even contacting local media, usually find me through my um media advisory posts that I post. I send out to media, but usually they tell me they saw it on our Facebook. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, just being part of social media, the mustache is great because, you know, you, you can do every day, take a picture, watch the progress of the mustache being grown. It's it's a fun thing. If people can get really fun and silly with it. Um, other people who have like, um, Big facial hair often will be do instead do a reverse challenge. Whereas if they raise so much funds, uh, then they'll start, you know, growing for next year, have a big mustache and then shave it off in the beginning of November again. So um, it's just different ways that you can connect online with your audience. Everybody has a bit of a platform if they're on social media, as long as it's, uh, you know, talking about positive things and helping Movember please do that. Please open your most space. All you have to do if you want to start uh, raising funds for Movember is go to movember.com, sign up for your own most space. That's what it's called. And then uh, you can start raising funds right on there. And then you can connect it to your social media and share the posts. Yeah. 
And that app okay. or, or now, that website too, um, you, that's where you can go and find all events happening. So it's not just our events that are on there, but if you want to look for a fun event, and Chris, maybe there is a bowling event out there right now. If you go to the event site in November, it'll actually list by dates and by location what events are happening. A lot of dances, a lot of golf tournaments, uh, a lot of little sports activities, you name it. There's tons of events up there that you can participate in. Yeah, even things like keeping active. I've saw things like people do uh, yoga for for Movember, and and uh, let's do a community walk for Movember. Um, let's get together and play board games for Movember. So whatever you your interests are, there's someone out there that wants to do that too. Okay. Now, does having a goatee count as well? <laughs> You're supporting Movember. It doesn't matter. You don't have to grow the mustache. I tell people that all the time. It's fun. It's it's quirky. And people stare and laugh. And that's the whole point of starting those conversations. But I've got a lot of people who say, no, I, I don't look good in one. Uh, I'll grow a beard. I'll grow a goatee. I'll grow whatever. Or uh, I'll just support. That is okay. fine. Not everybody has to grow the mustache. Do you guys <laughs> have any clothing out? And Hey, Lisa, I wanted to ask you this as well. Do you guys have like hats and t-shirts available for sale as well? So there is Movember merch on the website. Um, so you just go to Movember.com and there's definitely merch there. But then some people take it upon themselves to make their own specifically for their team. I know Jeff's done that in the past. He has a great partnership uh, with a local supplier and I even won a, a t-shirt from Jeff at a Wellington brewery event where it was cornhole. And I think I got like worst player, but <laughs> with a t-shirt, uh, you know, and, but if official November events um, on the website, they, they do have official um, merch that so much from each purchase of that would go towards Movember. I've got, I bought scarves in the past, um, you know, different things I have. Uh, but again, Jeff, and many others just yeah. go and make their own local uh, stuff for their team and sell it and, and, and or whether it's prizing or for fundraising as well, that that's fine. Absolutely. And I wanted to ask you both this question, who came up with the term Mo Bro and Mo Sista? Ooh, that goes back a while. So I'm not sure if that was one of the original ones. I think Mo Bro kind of came out first. And when they thought, thought about, you know, the women supporting it as well, they came up with the Mo Sisters. That's All good. Right, I don't, that's a good trivia question, though, of who coined those <laughs> terms. I will have to find out. And Absolutely. trivia nights are a, a big November thing as well. Even right. on the November okay. website, there is uh, trivia you can download and take to a trip. And Lisa, since well. you're involved, and Lisa, since you're involved with the Kitchener Waterloo Titans, are they going to be doing something for this as well at some point? Yeah, we've already had discussions um, that we'll be doing another November night, and I'm sure uh, we'll be having Jeff join us again as well as Shane from November Canada. And we know that uh, you know you support the the Titans as well, Chris. So hopefully you can make it as well. Don't know the date yet, but when I do, believe me, it'll be out online. <laughs> All right. And uh, final thoughts, Jeff and Lisa, before we wrap up our episode today. I just want to say a big thanks to you, Chris, because without people like yourself wanting to promote and talk about these things, 
it would just be up to us to have those conversations locally. So this is actually a great opportunity for us to get out there outside of our own communities. Um, you know, anytime I have a chance to chat podcasts or interviews or have local media show up, it, it's a great opportunity to have these conversations and start the talk. Um, but honestly, my, my last thought on this too, is if anybody's looking for more information, they don't know where to go to show up at one of our events, contact Lisa and myself, uh, honestly, come up to Wellington Brewery on, on November 30th. And uh, if you don't want to participate, just sit back and watch. It's fun. It's a great time. Again, we're going to have music, friends, uh, some some beverages, some some food there. Uh, and the guys can come in and get the mustache shaved off. We will have a donation bin at the front as well. So if anybody wants to make a local donation to their uh, to the local mustache charities, then they can feel free to do that day. What time is that on November 30th? Yeah, it's November 30th uh, from 5 p.m. Yeah. till 8 p.m. And uh, we're going to have, again, music from 5.30 till about 7.30. And we're going to raffle off a few cool prizes that night, too. Okay. Fingers crossed I'll try to pop by for that event. Excellent. We're glad to have you. Lisa, any final thoughts? Well, I hope to see everyone come to the Movember Kids event one week from today from 10 a.m. to noon at uh, the court at Laurelwood. I also am very appreciative of Jeff always coming to uh, share his story because that's something I do not have firsthand knowledge about. So uh, being that he's so open to share that and get people involved. And of course, you, Chris, for having us on today to discuss this important topic. Well, thank you so much. And I'm going to put you both on the spot before we end the show because it is a sports talk show. The Grey Cup is tomorrow in Hamilton. I'm going to start with uh, Jeff first. Who wins the 110th Grey Cup? Hamilton, or not Hamilton, Winnipeg in Montreal, which is at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton. Well, although I would love to see Winnipeg take four, well, I'd be there four times in a row, but take it again. I, I think uh, I'm going to sit in Montreal, and uh, I think it's going to be fabulous for the fans of uh, CFL. And I'm going to pick 24 to 14 as a final score. Oh, Lisa? <laughs> Well, I'm spot. not picking scores. I am not picking scores. That that, but definitely, um, I agree that it will probably be Montreal. I was so hoping that Toronto would be in the cup, but we're very fortunate to have it happening in Ontario. Absolutely, and uh, I like both teams because I've gotten to know them doing interviews this week. I have a whole bunch of interviews posted on social media. Um, I'm still going to go with Winnipeg to win this game, 27 to 17. But in the Canadian Football League, it's just life, like life. There's no guarantees. I just I'm hoping for a, a very competitive game. But I'm going to wrap this up, uh, Jeff. I want to say thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. And Lisa, thank you for coming on and arranging this as well. And uh, hopefully we can have another show about this again in the future on my radio station WQEE 99.1 FM and all my uh, um, social media platforms and audio platforms as well. That sounds great. Thanks for having us. Thanks. All right, Lisa and Jeff, have a great rest of the day and weekend and we'll send you a copy of the video and audio later tonight. Sounds great. Well, thanks. thanks so much, Chris. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Jeff. Have a great day. Bye. Take care. You too. 
All right, guys, uh, that was seven. All right, guys, I can speak. That was season seven, episode four today. We were talking about Movember and uh, prostate cancer and, and mental health. And that was Jeff Morrison, who's a prostate cancer uh, survivor and uh, a Movember ambassador, along with Lisa McDonald, who's the co-chair of uh, Movember in Kitchener-Waterloo. And I've known Lisa for four years since the days of the Gulf Nighthawks. And uh, speaking of them, I ran into a camera operator who inspired me into my new career uh, last night at the University of Guelph, uh, Steve Fay, who was involved with the Gulf Nighthawks as well. So it's truly a small world. But I want to say thank you to Jeff Morrison and Lisa McDonald for coming on live with CDP Sports Talk today. And again, I will post all their websites before I wrap this show up. And speaking of that, we have the Grey Cup tomorrow, 6 p.m. at TST. 6 p.m. at Tim Hortons Field at Hamilton. If you can't get to the game, which is sold out, it'll be on TSN or TSN 1050 on TSN Radio. And I had the pleasure of interviewing one of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers uh, this past Wednesday at the Hamilton Convention Center. And this uh, interview is courtesy of my YouTube channel, Chris Pomey Live with CDP Sports Talk. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. And this is with number 94, Jackson uh Jack, Jack Cole, uh, sorry, Jackson Jeff Cole of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Sometimes I speak too fast, so I'm going to air this interview now with uh, uh, Jackson Jack, Jeff Cole, uh, whose dad played, Jim Jeff Cole, played for the Dallas Cowboys in the 80s and 90s in the NFL. So one second, I'm going to air this interview with Jackson. Tommy here with WQEE 99.1 FM in Metro Atlanta. I'm here at the Hamilton Convention Center this morning, and I have my guest here, from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, number 94, Jackson Jeff Cole. Ja Jackson, just uh, on the uh, West final win over the BC Lions. Man, it was an exciting win. Uh, it was good to get over, uh, get a win on a team that was pretty good. I mean, they were really good. They they, they made that uh, exciting offense. They made a lot of plays. And we we ended up having a really good game plan against them and, and got the dub. What do you guys like about your team this year um, defensively heading into the Grey Cup? One thing is that we're resilient. We make sure that, I mean, things might go wrong, but we're going to make it make it back up. We'll, we'll make a play to get us back to where we need to be. Uh, this defense works really well together, so we speak. Uh, we know how to communicate very well with one another, and we don't stop playing hard. How much of an adjustment was it coming from the States to Canada and learning the Canadian Football League? when you started out here? Man, that was a little while ago, but uh, I remember when I first got into the league, the yard of the ball was different for me. That was harder because it, with pass rushing, your your timing was off. It was a little different. So that was an adjustment along with the extra player playing with 12 instead of 11. That was different in wider fields. Wider fields had to lose a little weight because you don't have to be as big. You need to be able to run in the CFL. Is there a story behind number 94? No, I, I'm normally the guy who just takes the number that they give to me, uh, and I kept it. I like it. I kind of like to create my my own destiny instead of uh, – when I was younger, I wanted to wear my dad's number and wear 77 or wear his 93 that he wore in college. But now I just want to wear whatever I get and, 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 and create my own path. Thoughts on this week's opponents, the Montreal Alouettes in the Grey Cup, and what challenges does their offense uh, present to your defense? This is a really good team. Uh, both sides of the ball, offense, defense, out and, out, and three three 
three sides is their special teams. So we're going to have to lock in and make sure that we play well. Their offense, they do a good job of running the ball. They do a good job of – Cody Vajardo does a good job of getting the ball into his playmaker's hands. But also, if if things are not looking right, he'll take off and run, and he can make some plays with his feet. So they're, they're a complete offense, and they're a team that we're going to really have have to and, and and work to shut them down. And finally, thoughts on Mike O'Shea and your coaching staff on the Blue Bombers and getting to the Grey Cup for a fourth straight year. That is a tremendous accomplishment. For sure. Uh, coach O'Shea is amazing. Uh, best coach that I ever had. Uh, he he understands what we go through on a daily basis as a, as a coach. He, he knows that he's been in this position before. He's won Grey Cups. He's played as a player. He played as a long time, a long career. And so he can relate with us. And I think that's the biggest thing. And he's a humble guy. Like he, he admits when he's wrong. He, he's not afraid to admit fault. He, which he's not wrong very often, but he, he's, he's special. And you just want to play for him. You want to play hard for him. And final question. What's a fun fact about you that the fans might not know about your cup week? Fun fact about me, I thought of one just the other day. Now I gotta I gotta research my memory banks. Um one thing is that two things. I'm a big fisherman. I love to go fishing. Uh normally fresh water, but also I'm a twin. I have a twin sister. All right. Well, Jackson, I want to say thank you so much for doing this and uh good luck Sunday against the uh Montreal Oets. Thank you very much. I appreciate you, Chris. All right, guys, that was Jackson Jeff Colt of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, number 94. His dad, Jim, was a defensive end in the 70s and 80s, 90s with the Dallas Cowboys, won a couple Super Bowls with them. And uh, I want to say thank you to the CFL this week, um, Lucas and Olivia, uh, communications people with the CFL, for letting me come down to the Hamilton Convention Center on Wednesday. Day and I did 10 interviews. Uh, my phone's almost out of space from using up my video part of it, but I interviewed five LOETs, five Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So if you want to check out my CFL Grey Cup interviews this week, check them out on my YouTube channel, Chris Pome, live with CDP Sports Talk. And I will be posting them on my social media pages like Facebook, Twitter, slash X, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, Instagram, etc. And I'm looking forward to a great game tomorrow. My brain says Winnipeg will win. My heart says Montreal. Um, I'm just hoping for a great game. I've gotten to know the players and coaches on both sides. And uh, in the CFL, it doesn't matter your record. It's one game. Any team can be beat on any given day. Just ask the Toronto Argonauts last week who lost 38-17 to at home to Montreal. And uh, Montreal in the regular season was 11-7, and and now they're 2-0 and in the playoffs. 13 and 7 is a pretty darn good record. And Winnipeg, obviously, 14 and 4 in the regular season and 1 and 0 in the playoffs. So they're 15 and 4. Uh, Winnipeg has more Grey Cup experience. This is their fourth Grey Cup together in a row. Uh, the core has been together since 2019. Michael Shea, who's a Hall of Fame CFO, a linebacker with the Argonauts and Tiger Cats and won three Grey Cups as a player, has now won a couple Grey Cups as a head coach and one as an assistant coach. And this is his fourth great appearance for the Gulf Griffin alumni so i've got winnipeg winning this game uh 27 to 17 uh i just think they have a little more talent and 
more depth on their team and experience. But if Winnipeg turns the ball over like Toronto did last week nine times, then Montreal is capable of winning this game. For the Alouettes, they're going to have to play a, a perfect game and take advantage of any miscues from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So if they can get uh, an interception or fumble recoveries or special teams touchdown, that'll help. So I still have Winnipeg winning this game 27-17, to 17, but the Montreal Alouettes have had a heck of a year under their new ownership and under Jason Moss and their offensive coordinator. Bernarder Anthony Cavill and uh, Cody Fajaro has done a great job as an Alouette starting quarterback and they've got a very good team in Montreal and uh, I, I just think Winnipeg's going to win 27-17 but I wouldn't be shocked if Montreal won the Grey Cup tomorrow night. Six o'clock kickoff on TSN or TSN 1050 radio. Uh, Rod Smith and Dwayne Ford with the call and Green Day will be doing the halftime show and I'm really excited for it. I'm a little sad as well because this will be the end of the CFL until training camp starts in March as well. So again, I have Winnipeg winning 27-17 and my my um, Grey Cup MVP prediction is going to be running back Canadian Manitoba Neva, native uh, Brady Ola Alvera, who was the uh, most outstanding Canadian player this year. So Brady Ola Alvera, I think, will be the MVP of this game for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. If Montreal happens to win, I'm going to go with running back number 31, William Stanback. And again, please check out my interviews I did on YouTube and Facebook and all my social media pages as well. Next live with CDP Sports Talk. Brought to you by Barry Cullen Chevrolet Dealership here in Guelph will be Monday, November 20th at 5 p.m. with my guest Rod Smith, former NFL quarterback with the New England Patriots, Green Bay Packers, and the Carolina Panthers. And he's also a member of the 1988 NCAA National Champion Notre Dame Fighting Irish under Lou Holtz. And he's a teammate of Rocket Ismael as well, who went on to play with the CFL's Toronto Argonauts for a couple years and a part of that Argonaut Grey Cup team in 1991 as well. So a little tidbit about the Grey Cup this year. 110th Grey Cup. This is the first time the Montreal Alouettes and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have ever met in a Grey Cup. That's hard to believe. 110th Grey Cup, and this is the first time Montreal and Winnipeg have met up in it. And Winnipeg has won 12 Grey Cups total. Montreal has won seven as well. But speaking of Live with CDP Sports Talk again, uh, please tune in to Season 7, Episode 5, again this Monday, November 20th at 5 p.m. Eastern with Rod Smith. And I'm going to talk to him about his college days with Notre Dame, uh, his championship uh, with uh, Lou Holtz, and playing in the NFL for seven seasons with the Patriots, Packers, and Carolina Panthers as well. As always, guys, Live with CDP Sports Talk is a weekly sports and entertainment talk show hosted by yours truly, Chris Pame. It is always on weeknights at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern on radio station WQEE 99.1 FM, the key, the home of Southern sports and talk and the heartbeat of Atlanta. Our radio, we, our radio website is wqeefm.radio12345.com as well. Live with CDP Sports Talk is live streamed on, on these platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, slash X, Twitch and LinkedIn. And I want to say thank you to everybody for watching this show today with Lisa and Jeff live streamed as well. Also, 
You can check out my website and all my digital content on my website at beacons.ai slash Chris D. Palme. Live with CDP Sports Talk is brought to you by Barry Cullen Chevrolet Dealership here in Guelph at 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall. Check out barrycullen.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles or give them a call at 519-824-0210 or email them at info at barrycullen.com. And speaking of Barry Cullen Chevrolet, gear up for fall at Barry Cullen Chevrolet right now with a 2023 Silverado 1500 pickup truck, 0.99% financing for up to 60 uh, months. And also, guys, uh, since we are getting close to winter, you can buy a set of four winter tires at Barry Cullen Chevrolet, and you can get up to a uh, you can get a rebate up to one hundred and twenty five dollars, depending on the tire manufacturer. More details at BarryCullen.com as well. You can also follow me on TikTok at Live with CDP. Yes, I'm 51 and I'm on TikTok and I am a huge content creator. So if you want to check out all my media work and my sports events, uh, check out at Live with CDP on TikTok as well. StreamYard is the official live stream provider of Live with CDP Sports Talk. If you're into webinars or podcasting such as myself, check out StreamYard.com. Live with CDP Sports Talk, the audio version is available on these platforms. iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify for Podcasters, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, CastBox, LinkedIn, Pandora, and TunedIn, and also on WQEE 99.1 FM, 8 o'clock on weeknights as well. You can also email or text live with CDP Sports Talk at cpalme19 at gmail.com or you can text the show at 519-820-7188 with comments, questions, and suggestions. And I always appreciate feedback of live with CDP Sports Talk. And this was my 334th episode today. And I want to say thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. And again, to Barry Cullen Chevrolet as well. And finally, we have some sports today. College football, being a Michigan Wolverines fan, please don't boo me. Uh, Michigan takes on Maryland right now at 12 p.m. kickoff. Michigan's, uh, I believe, what, 9-0 and on the season, so they're trying to go for 10-0. and And then NFL Sunday, a couple games to watch out for. you got the Buffalo Bills, who are struggling 5-5 five and five against the Jets, who are 4-5. and five. 425 kickoff from Highmark High Stadium. The Bills just recently fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, and replaced him with intern OC Joe Brady, who was with Sean McDermott in Carolina. That's a must win for the Bills. And even to some degree, the Jets, who will be starting Zach Wilson, as Aaron Rodgers is still recovering from his injury. And, and then my Philadelphia Eagles return to action on Monday. November 20th, 8-15, Monday Night Football, Super Bowl 57 rematch between the NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles 8-1 against the defending Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs under Andy Reid 7-2 this Monday night. It should be a great game. Philly will be without Dallas Goddard, their big tight end, uh, who just had surgery for his wrist injury. But I think the Eagles' uh, two-week break is going to help them. And uh, I, I believe the Eagles can win this game against Kansas. 
Kansas City if the Eagles offense uh, can score some points against Kansas City. The Chiefs this year, their defense is one of the best defenses in the National Football League. So I think a key for an Eagle win is going to be their offense against their defense and turnovers. If the Eagles can play a clean game, I think they can win this game. I'm going to go with the Eagles winning this game uh, 24-21. 24-21 Eagles, and it's going to be a, a late field goal by Jake Elliott as well. And finally, again, as a reminder, the 110th Grey Cup for the CFL Championship is going to be tomorrow, Sunday, November 19th, 6 p.m. on TSN. The pregame, I believe, will start at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock, and kickoff will just be after 6. Green Day will be doing the halftime show. Montreal, Winnipeg, and it should be a great game, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And finally, I want to say thank you again to Jeff Morrison and Lisa McDonald for coming on live with CDP Sports Talk today. Give me a little bit of time, everybody, and I'll have this episode downloaded to video as well as audio, and uh, it should air Tuesday or Wednesday on WQE 99.1 FM. I hope everybody has a great rest of the Saturday and weekend, and also enjoy the Grey Cup Sunday, the NFL games, and also the NBA and the National Hockey League. Again, thank you to John. Morrison and Lisa McDonald for coming on live with CDP Sports Talk, brought to you by Barry Cullen Chevrolet and weeknights at 8 on WQE 99.1 FM. Have a great afternoon and great weekend, everyone, and we'll see you Monday night at 5 p.m. with Rod Smith, former NFL quarterback and national champion with Notre Dame in 1988.